gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I love that one. That's like the circus. That's like the guy at the circus would say stuff like that. It's your boy coming at you. You know from where? It's your boy Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector. Every single Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time, we bring you philanthropy and focus. Where am I? Well, you know that. Just below the roof, above the second floor, coming at you from the attic. My attic, I've been here about 13 months. And one of the silver linings, certainly, of being shut away in an attic for such a long time is you get to be creative and you get to think of uh, some cool ideas. And I will tell you, philanthropy and focus is an idea that I've been has been really sort of rolling around inside of my noggin, you know, uh, marinating for a number of years. I've been sort of telling people, hey, listen, I'm, I'm launching a podcast. I'm about to launch a podcast. And guess what? I, I didn't do anything. And now I have. And this is, uh, it's been since January 8th of this year that each Friday morning, I have been a leader of an exec, excuse me, an executive leader of a nonprofit organization. Sometimes it's the founder. Sometimes it's the executive uh, director. Sometimes that, that person is one and the same. I have them come on the program and tell a story. Why? Because I'm incredibly passionate about what this sector does for our communities and our society each and every minute of every hour of every single day. The nonprofit sector makes an incredible impact and adds value consistently and constantly. Today is no different. I have an incredible leader of an organization right in my hometown, Long Island. I, I you know, it's funny. I was talking to a couple of buddies of mine this morning and, uh, you know, we were talking about. Uh, a friend of mine is going on a, a talk show today, a TV talk show, and he was saying, um, he was telling me about it and how what he, his thoughts were around it. And I said, listen, man, you know, it's important. We all get sort of anxious and, and uh, concerned and nervous, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, I do every time I do a show. So listen, here's what happened. Heather doesn't even know this. While we were waiting to start the show, uh, some of you who follow me and we network together know that the Long Island Railroad runs right alongside my house here. So right while we were just about to launch here, it's like, uh, uh, and like all this noise. And I'm like, I'm going to have to introduce the railroad before I even introduce myself today. So for those of you who uh, who know the train shows up sometimes, you know, you get that joke. And for those who don't, the train will probably be here again. So you'll get to hear it in a little while and I have to just introduce it. Uh, that's about living on Long Island. That's what it's like. No matter where you are, the train is very close to you. And sometimes it may just sneak up on you. But I believe these organizations, as you've heard me say before, are unfortunately overlooked at times, um, unrecognized, underrecognized. I might make up my own words here, underrecognized and underfunded, which is always the big piece. You know, I always try to share with my friends, look, get involved with nonprofits, volunteer. Uh, there's these three three T's. And uh, my buddy Tom Gretsch, who was on the show last week from the Queen's Chamber of Commerce, talent treasure and i'm forgetting the third t because i because i'm on the spot time. And, time. Time, and time honestly because i didn't spend enough time focusing on it right on heather <laughs> time so we, so those are the things if you're not involved with an organization if you don't sit on a board give what you can get involved i don't usually get up on my soapbox but i hear my voice acting that way right now so your talent your treasure and your time however you can add value to these organizations You'd be helping your boy Tommy D out. I'd feel better about what I'm doing because you're out there making an impact. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read my friend Heather Edwards is here. I'm going to read her bio very quick and introduce her. And I will do my best to focus on Heather and stop just ranting about what I'm talking about. So Heather is a mission-driven development professional who is passionate about generating philanthropic support to advance the mission of the organizations that she serves. My kind of people for sure. Her career in development spans 17 years, and she held leadership positions in healthcare, academia, as well as medical centers, higher education, social, as well, and social service agencies. She also spent seven years of her career building brands for national products, including Post Kids Cereals, Honeycomb, maybe we'll hear about that, Avon, uh, U.S. West, and Tri-State Cadillac. She's happily married to her wonderful husband, Kevin, and proud mom of Jack, Katie, and Linda, and I bet they're proud of you. I'm sure they are. They're proud of you um, for, for all the work you, you've done and that you're doing. We met through networking, which is how I meet everybody in the world. So, Heather, let me say this. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Philanthropy and Focus. Thanks for coming to the attic. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me today. What a great way to start a Friday. I love it. I do it. I get to do it every single week. It only it only goes up from here. <laughs> Listen, here's what I can tell you. This is fun for me because we get to bring messages of organizations. I like to amplify what's going on. But I, I, for these organizations, we were joking before we started that um, I need to do this more often because I, I can only it's only 50 
open Fridays when we take a break here at the station, but there's only 50 open Fridays for me. So uh, foreshadowing to the universe and everybody else listening, we might have to do this more often. We don't know what that means. And I say, we, when I'm talking to myself, we'll figure out what that all, what that's all about. <laughs> Heather, I like to know before we even get into the organization, what the organization does, I want my listeners to find out about you. What drew you personally to development? What drew you personally to nonprofit? What, why are you interested and have been interested in this, in this part of the world, this sector? So um, when I first started out, um, I started out working out in advertising, as you said, for three agencies based in New York City. I worked on some major brands. Um, they used to call me Honeycomb Heather. That was sort of my nickname. I wasn't going to say it unless you said it. I wanted to say it since we talked the other day, but I didn't know if you wanted it out there. All right. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, I worked in post-kid cereals. It was super fun. Um, our creative team was based in LA. And so we did a lot of video conferencing way before our time. Uh-huh. And a great experience, loved it, traveled all over. Um, and, and that was a fun time, especially as a young person. And then uh, we were in Vancouver for a two-week shoot. Um, we were shooting commercial for Honeycomb. And 9-11 happened and sort of life changed. And um, I drove cross-country from Vancouver. I drove down across the border and all the way across the country. 26 hours later, I land back in New York. Um, and really had to start thinking about making a transition, knowing that working in the city, you know, full time doing the work that I was doing, I I did want to be a mom. So I knew that I was going to have to make some changes. So I transitioned into nonprofit, got a great opportunity working at a healthcare organization here on Long Island. Um, I started out at Winthrop University Hospital, which is now NYU Winthrop and great opportunity. It's pretty much how I learned and and grew as a development professional. And really the passion to really help people is really is what has motivated me over the last 17 years. And it continues um, to give back, to help people do something greater than themselves. That is why we do this work because we want to make an impact. We want to make a difference. And for me personally, I want to help people. And that's, that's truth. I mean, that's genuine. That's not, you know, it's not just lip service. I really believe it. In every job that I've taken, I've always said to myself, can I do something great here? And do I feel good about it? And if I do, and I feel passionate about it, I'm like, it's just meant to be. So can I do something great here? Can I make an impact? You know, we know that for the most part, and, and maybe this isn't standard across the board, but we know for the most part that people aren't going into the nonprofit sector because they see it's a, a, a way to make a lot of money person. You know, that's probably wrong. And our teachers don't make enough money in our, okay, here comes the soapbox guys. Here it is again. Look, <laughs> the people who are making a direct impact every day are, are you know, unfortunately uh, don't make as much money as the people in the other parts of, of different sectors. It is what it is. And it's, it's probably, no, it's not appropriate. And our teachers don't make enough money on a nonprofit uh, uh, service workers don't make enough money. So that's a, that's coming from your boy, Tommy D one man's opinion, just the guy in an attic with some good ideas. That's all. Um, the the idea though, is you said, how can I make an impact? I'm joining this organization. Where, where can I help people grow? How people can become greater than they were. That's what nonprofit is. That's the impact. And without this sector, who does it? The government, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't work. So, I find that not everybody's drawn to this sector, but the people are, aren't going there just to get a gig, just to get a job. It's because there's something deeper that, that there's a passion, that there's a commitment that they want to improve other people's lots in life. Right. Yeah. And I don't think you can do it without having passion and motivation because there's some non glamorous sides of nonprofit. It's actually a lot of hard work Yeah, and a lot of times manual work. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Which we'll probably get into in a few minutes about just, I mean, I looked at some of the videos and the, the pallets and the amounts of, of diapers sneak preview about what we're going to be talking about with, uh, with the Ally foundation, but tell a little bit more if we could about sort of, um, you know, how do you, from your marketing background, you know, and from it as a development professional, I mean, you're the executive director of the Ally foundation, but you know, I, I think the ED in any organization is, um, again, just my opinion, but is, is head development person 
aren't they? I mean, they're out there yeah. waving the banner, telling, you know, absolutely um, telling the story, telling the message. You know, I know, I know plenty of organizations who have a, a VP of development or a director of development. And, you know, that ED though is that's the head cheerleader in, in most of those cases, you know, it's so, so talk about that if we could about marketing and development for, for nonprofits and your experience there. Yeah, sure. I mean, nonprofits, um, part of part of our mission is we really have to tell our story. That's how we get people involved in the work that we do, have them help feel passionate and connected um, to do something greater in this world. So marketing is a big is a big part of that, whether you're utilizing your social media or you're on podcasts with Tommy D in the attic. I mean, these are the opportunities that while a lot of nonprofit leaders may not want to be in the spotlight, it kind of comes with the territory and you have to be the fundraiser. You have to be the, the leader of the organization. You have to manage all the budgets. You've got to do all the work, make all the connections, and you have to market yourself, which sometimes sort of takes a back seat because you're kind of doing so much that you forget um, about the most important things is that you got to make sure that you're sharing the good work that you're doing publicly and you're not just keeping it in your little four walls. Yeah. Because if nobody knows the important work that you're doing and the impact that it's making, then you're kind of just doing it on your own, which you can, but. I, you know, I, I see when I think of nonprofit people and, you know, there's this cliche about, oh, I, I'm, I'm wearing so many hats and whatnot in general, but then in nonprofit, like, no, that's like for real. That's not like you just people saying, oh, I'm bogged down. I got a lot. I, I, I think there's a, a similarity with entrepreneurs, you know, who start businesses you know, that, that many nonprofit people, leaders or, or the quote unquote rank and file. Um, it, it's not, you know, I just do this one task. It's like, we do it all. You get it, you figure it out. You know, we, you know, there's plenty of times. Um, I, this is a collaborator that, that, that they'll actually be on the show in a couple of weeks. So I'll, I'll bring it up. I'll say, um, Hey to Amy and Eileen over at the book fairies. I know you collaborate. And I just, I've been in the warehouse in Freeport for the book fairies and Amy's not, you know, in her ivory tower, man. Amy's grinding it out with, with books and pallets. And I, I've been there and we've done, it took my daughter out there. We did some volunteer work um, at least once or twice on a Sunday, which is a special thing. I'm sure you've been there for that. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk about that, but that's, that's just it. It's you, there's work to be done. You roll up your sleeves, you get the work done. And, and um, I mean, an organization like yours, which will let's, let's tease because we're going to go to a break in a second here, but let's tease it. So, the Allied Foundation. Let's set it up this way, Heather. What, what was the problem that you, you were presented with of the organization? Um, you know, the physicians from Allied Physicians came up with. Tell me that problem quick. And then, lack of access to basic essential needs for health and well-being. It's really a, a national health crisis, and so we came together and came forward to impact that and make a make a difference. So and lack of access to essential basic needs for specifically, I mean, we're talking pediatricians came up with this, mm -hmm. right? So specifically. Newborns, uh -huh. um, lack of access to diapers. Okay. And secondarily, what we're um, working on now is um, uh, our period project. So access to menstrual, menstrual supplies. So we're going to get into all that. We have a bunch of segments to get through that today. So that's what it is. You have, uh, and I'm going to maybe butcher this a little bit, but you have these professional pediatric physicians saying, this is a problem. We need to find a solution. And like many entrepreneurs, when there's the solution, you look around, it's not there. You freaking create it. You make it happen. So basic essential needs, diapers. Um, uh, newborn education for new moms, things like that. Probably we're going to talk about specific socioeconomic communities that need this um, more than others. It is your boy. We're going to go to a break, everybody. So here comes me being silly again. It's your boy, Tommy D, coming at you from the attic with my friend, Honeycomb, Heather Edwards from the Allied Foundation. Never going to get rid of that one. We'll be back in two minutes. Listen to the theme song. See you in two. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. That's what you should be doing every Friday morning. Join me in the attic because that's where I will be. That's where I always am. But that's where I am especially excited on Friday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern time, where I bring on executive leaders of nonprofit organizations. Today, as they call it in the biz, is a little bit of home cooking, a little bit of Long Island in the house, representing the railroad will show up. Heather's here in the attic. Allied Foundation. We were just talking about the problem that the Allied Foundation is solving for, but let me, I'm going to read something really quick that I have. So the Allied Foundation is a four impact designated 501c3 that was formed in 2015 by a group of concerned pediatric physicians who saw access to essential resources within the patient population or sorry, need for access. And they joined together to actively make a difference in the greater community. Ending diaper need is one way that they will fulfill their mission. Diapers are essential and no baby should ever go without diapers. They are just as important as food and housing. So children from low-income families are at the greatest risk of suffering from the effects of diaper need because their families can't afford them. I mean, listen, I've, my wife and I are raising four children. Unfortunately, we're out of that whole diaper thing. But I remember there was like, I don't know how much they cost because we just put them on a credit card, you know, or just charge it, whatever, moved on. But it's $80 a month. Um, and up to 14% of families, uh, it's a, it could be up to 14% of families' income, financially struggling family. That's, that's significant. So there's, there's a problem. You establish that there was a problem. Your group established that there's a problem. And then what do, what do the right people do? They say, well, let's make a solution. So that's how I see it. Tell me about that. We've established the problem. Tell me about the organization. How did you even get involved? Because I know, you know, you weren't part of, or were you part of Allied Physicians and then became part of this? Tell me the story. So um, Allied Physicians Group are pediatricians. Mm -hmm. um, we operate 34 practices across Long Island uh, into some of the boroughs in upstate and Westchester and Orange County. And um, we, our board is made up of pediatricians who are such loving people that their job is really to take care of the health and well-being of, of infants and children and their families. And so um, our founder, Dr. Jennifer Scher, actually started seeing in her practice um, families who had babies who had really terrible diaper rash. 
bacterial infections that really needed a lot of medical intervention. Um, learning that, you know, mom, dad didn't have enough money to scrape by to be able to afford enough diapers to keep changing them often. So they would keep them on the baby, sometimes 24 hours a day um, or longer because they didn't know when they were going to be able to get and afford um, their next diaper. So that's sort of, you know, for, for Dr. Cher, it's, you know, horrifying that, you know, families don't have access to a basic need. It becomes a, a, a real health issue um, where, you know, babies, you know, when they are in pain and, and they have rashes and infection, you know, it affects the whole family. It's the emotional toll that it takes out on, on mom for not being able to provide basic needs um, dad as well, and even the grandparents, the baby will cry more often, um, be fussy, um, and there really is, you know, no solution for them. So for low-income families that are on SNAP benefits, WIC benefits, you can't utilize any of those benefits to purchase um, diapers and wipes. Um, those are food-based nutritional programs that are really meant to, to cover your food needs. So then families have to use, you know, the, the, the money that they have to really juggle rent, electric, you know, and, and diapers sort of, you know, are there in the mix too. And if you have more than one baby, um, it gets even more uh, complicated and, and families really struggle with it. And, um, you know, I came to Allied because I really saw as a mom, you know, that, that spoke to me. I was like, it, it's, I can't even fathom not having enough diapers for my baby to keep them healthy. I have three children. I had twins. I had three under the age of two. I know how hard it is. Sure. So it's a lot of diapers. A lot of diapers. Right. And, it, and it doesn't end until they, you know, are potty trained. But the simple act of giving a family diaper support can really make a big difference in the overall makeup of the family. And right now, there is no uh, government or state or federal safety net to support families with, with funding for diapers. So basically, they reuse or, or they borrow or, you know, they do whatever they have to do. So we formed the Allied Foundation Diaper Bank in 20, late 2017, almost 2018, and the goal of which is to really provide diapers free of charge to families who are um, struggling financially um, and need additional assistance. Right now, nonprofits make up the bulk of the support for families um, who are in need of diapers. There is no currently no government support. Um, we work together with community partners, foundation corporations um, to really um, execute and get out diapers to those who need it most. So for our organization, we work, we have a model where we work with agencies. We work with, right now we have a list of about 50 different agencies across Long Island that we work with to distribute the diapers to families in need. So it's a combination of food pantries, shelters, um, childcare centers, community centers. Um, we even work with um, the sheriff's office um, on, on, on occasion, but and we even work with the food pantries. And really the end goal is we utilize our resources to try and maximize the impact we can make across the island and to really ultimately help families who are struggling get access to diapers. Okay, thank you for what you do. Thank you for explaining that. I, I'm more curious even, I wanna dive a little deeper into this because I wanna understand, well, two things. Let's, let's go with the second question I was gonna ask. We'll ask that first, and then we'll go to the first question. We'll ask that second. I'm actually sharing what's going on inside of my brain for everybody to listen to as I as I <laughs> this conversation. How big is the need if we just said NASA? I mean, your catchment area is what the five boroughs and Long Island, or just give me that, and then I'll ask my question. Yeah, um, we we've been serving all of Long Island. Um, we do some work into Queens. Um, Although within the last year of 2020 with the pandemic, um, we saw diaper need exasperate to levels we could have never imagined. Mm -hmm. um, in 2019, in the entire year, we um, distributed 43,000 diapers. Hold on, another answer. I know that's coming. I know what you're going to tell me what you did in 2020, but I wanted to save it. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Nassau, Suffolk, and Queens, right? Like that's the main area? Main area, although we have been helping out within the past year in the boroughs because okay. the need has just been too great. How big do you think, I know what, what you shared with me the other day when we were chatting, but how big do you, 
if you had to say what's the total addressable need, like, is there, do you have any, do you as an organization have an idea of what is really needed? Even if we just broke it down to Long Island proper, not so Suffolk like that, do you know what, how big it is? We, we've been helping over the past year about 40,000 families. Um, oh. and, and is that um, even addressing the full need? Probably not. Yeah, I know. Um, definitely not. Um, it's, it's, it's been one, one interesting uh, journey, I will say. Um, but I think when we think about the fact that, yes, we're distributing a lot of diapers, but the impact that it's having on the families, the best way I can describe it is this. Um, we, we've been working closely with Long Island Cares, and one of my partners there said, you know, um, Heather, the families come in uh, to get their food, and they are extremely grateful. And then when we tell them that we have diapers, they cry, because it's not something they could have ever imagined, but it fulfills a need, just as, you know, as a mom and as a dad, to be able to provide for your child. 100%. And, I, and I get emotional about I can't do, you can't do that because I have decided that I'm not going to cry every single week on the show. <laughs> and I already cried last week. And now I I'm cry getting all the busy. time. So stop doing this, Heather. My kids make fun of me. They give me such a hard time. They go, oh, look, he's going to cry when he watches Little Orphan Annie movie you know, and Mary Poppins. Yeah, I cry at those movies, everybody. Your boy, Tommy D, the big tough guy. I cry at stuff. But Heather, I get emotional about this because it's not right. It's not right that that so many should have so much and so so many should have nothing and it's tragic and you know this we're not talking about like in different parts of the country you and i know long island and, and you know this is my hometown so if you're listening to this on some other part of the world let me tell you you can be up against a very wealthy area and you walk one to two to ten feet and you literally go for my my hometown people you know you can walk through garden city and the next moment you're in in hempstead and, you know, that goes on across this island where there are people who have so much and people who need so much. And and you said you mentioned Long Island Care. Shout out to Long Island Care. Shout out to all the organizations that are that are making this this impact. But what, what now I'm on the soapbox, man, it's a big day for the soapbox today, but I, it's, it needs to change. There needs to be some resolution around these things. We need to know that our our reason for being, our reason to be here on this planet is to make an impact and help other people. I'm not going to bang my desk because I'll spill my coffee. So I'm stamping my feet like a little baby. But the deal is like, we got to help each other out. That's why we're here. That's the impact we're supposed to make. So now we'll, we're not going to tease till the next, until the next uh, break, but here's what we're going to do. Usually it's 30, 40,000 diapers that you're giving away, right? Each year. How many did, did this organization facilitate the donation of how many diapers in, in the, in the, the historic year of 2020? Um, we're right now at 966,000 diapers. Um, we will hit a million um, in the next couple of months. Say that again for everybody. How many? 966,000 diapers. And really, it's a, it's a combined effort from so many different agencies because Allied Foundation is a small group. We are a, a one-person, five-member board operation but we have a lot of great partners that we work with who help us make everything possible. And I, and I do want to give a shout out to Flexible Systems. Go ahead, set it, set it out there, send it out. Set they, out the they are they um, they support us and they allow us to utilize their warehouse so we can get our pallets of diapers in because we order diapers fifty thousand plus at a time. And we need their heavy equipment in order to get them off the truck and into the warehouse. And then we distribute them locally through agencies um, and, and families in need. That's, so we can't do what we do without, you know, collaboration and partnership with the corporate sector, community and foundations. We've received a lot of support. Um, and I just want to also acknowledge Long Island Community Foundation for all of their support of our efforts and helping us bring basic needs to families who are struggling on Long Island. So David Olcorn over there at Long Island, right? Long Island community. Great people. David, haven't spoken to you in a bit. We'd love to have you on the program. So sending this out to you in the universe. Let's get on, get come up to the attic. We'd love to have you here. Um, <laughs> 966,000 diapers. That is an incredible feat. That is, you're making an incredible impact. And this came out of the idea of pediatricians saying, our patients have a need here. How do we address this need? When we come back, Heather and I will be discussing. I want my next follow-up question to that was logistically what happens? 50 other agencies. So I need to know what the heck is going on. You get the diapers, flexible, shout out flexible systems out in Hop Hop, right? Yeah. 
for, for the warehousing. Thank you for that. Strategic alliances are incredibly important. You've heard me say that before, but the for-profits that partner up with these nonprofit organizations, it's critical. So thank you for do, giving that space. But when we come back, Heather, tell me how that all works. How does that work from the perspective of you got the diapers, they're out in Hop Hog, what happens next? Tommy D in the attic with my friend Heather Edwards, Allied Foundation. We'll be back in two minutes. I'll see you right here. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. And shouts out love to my boy, my uncle Brendan Levy, who is with Damaged Goods. Well, they used to be a band that, that they wrote my jingle there. My buddy Brendan laid down the track, as as they say. And uh, they used to be called the Goods back in the day when they were younger men, Heather. But now, as older men, they call themselves Damaged Goods. So every time I hear that song, I think of Brendan and, and the Damaged Goods. So thanks for uh, thanks for putting that together, guys. Join Tommy in the attic. It wouldn't be a show if I didn't sing a little bit for you. So join me in the attic. That's where I am. You know that. We can get through that. We don't have to spend much more time on it. But let's spend some time on this. 966,000 diapers Allied Foundation has facilitated those donations to families in need. And there is a ripple effect. You always hear me talk about the ripple effect. These families were having children who were having uh, getting a rash or having some bacterial infections as a result of wearing diapers too long when they should have been disposed of already. These these doctors from Allied Physicians came up with this solution, and the solution is this organization that we're talking with today. Heather Edwards is here in the attic, and we're talking about how the heck does this work? How do you get 966,000 diapers to the people who need them? How does that work? Teach me. Sure. So um, the Allied Foundation Diaper Bank is the only Long Island member of the National Diaper Bank Network. And that's a national organizations of diaper banks across the nation that were all fulfilling this basic need to help families who are struggling to afford diapers. So two things there. Um, we got a lot of support from the National Diaper Bank Network, which is their founding sponsor is Huggies. 
So we do get um, support from them. Um, we ha have access to a proprietary diaper purchasing program where we can purchase diapers in bulk at an extremely low cost. Um, we also, um, in, in working together, um, we collaborate with other diaper banks across the state and across the nation on best practices. Um, what are you doing in your diaper bank? What are you seeing? Um, and we work together to come up with maybe new solutions in, in a way that we maybe we should operate our own diaper bank. Um, we also advocate, and this is a big thing, we advocate on a national level with our elected officials to pass legislation to get some government support for these low-income families. So um, about a week ago, we participated in lobby days, which was about three days where we connected with our um, elected officials at a very high level to really make them aware of what's happening here on Long Island, what's happening to the families, what has the pandemic done in terms of people not being able to afford basic needs, and really seeking funding and their support um, for legislation such as the End Diaper Need Act 2021, which is really so that the government will allocate some funding to support low-income families with diaper assistance. Now, is that really going to solve the problem? No, but there really needs to be a conservative effort. It can't just be nonprofits and diaper banks, um, you know, providing this, basically filling a gap. We, we need support, too, because most diaper banks um, across the nation are, we are seeing, you know, massive um, growth and need over the past year. And it is really hard to keep up with it. Um, we do get diapers donated from a lot of individuals and donors. Um, we also purchase a lot of diapers because a lot of times we need more than, you know, um, just a small supply. Mm -hmm. So when we do get in big pallets, because we order them through the National Diaper Bank Network, they arrive and we connect. We've been, we connect on a regular basis with our agency partners. And like I said, we have about 50 and we know who needs what when, and they do reach out to us and say, you know, I have 29 families that really need help. Here are the sizes that we need. And for us, we mobilize fairly quickly to make um, to make that happen. So whether it's a combination of agencies coming to Hop Hog to pick up the diapers, mm -hmm. um, we also have another supplier where we can actually drop ship diapers to their location. And we've had to do that with several of our East End uh, organizations who may not have volunteers available to come pick things up. You know, our goal is to make it as simple as possible for the agencies to get access to the diapers so they can help the families that they serve. And and for us, we pretty much work with everybody and we try to. Um, and it really it goes it goes back to, you know, our responsibility as a diaper bank um, to to provide diapers free of charge to agencies. Um, and then, of course, you know, continue to fundraise to support you know, our effort to really impact as many people as possible. And, and we do have a lot of families that come to us direct and we never turn anyone away who's seeking assistance for their baby because we know they're doing it out of sheer desperation. And that's kind of what they, their emails are desperate for diapers. That's what comes across. And, you know, we're, we're the type of agency where we're like, okay, they need this and they need it now. So we work with Amazon and we actually drop ship to their homes. And we've done that throughout the pandemic for um, we've been working with the New York contract tracing program. So families who are quarantined due to COVID-19, they still need access to basic needs and we don't want the families going out to the local convenience store to buy them. So if they are struggling financially, we will um, get notification from the contract tracers and then we ship directly to their home. So is that they Amazon, can- is, is Amazon, is, you know, not to call them out, but you, you're using their service in some regard. Are they able to hook you up? Is there any sort of like Amazon smiles? Or I think that's their, their sort of yeah. the solution side. And, is there something and, there? And through the National Diaper Bank Network, we we get access to, um, you know, a, a special business program. Um, and, and, and that's really, we only utilize Amazon for um, families who have been impacted by COVID-19. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, um, you'll have you'll some other arrangement to make delivery. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's okay. We either have pickups or um, or we ship direct. I'm, no, I'm anxious. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm anxious to ask you this question because I'm, I'm I'm concerned that it might open up a big idea and topic, but I'll touch upon it because I really want to move to something that's that's important and upcoming for your organization. But when you when you advocated on behalf of of this space and you went to see the politicians is it is there something specific they just don't get it or they're just not aware of of the need 
most of it is lack of awareness. Yeah. They don't, um, they don't know, they can't even fathom, you know, how many families are impacted. And when we give them the actual statistics for how many families we've helped in the last year, how many diapers we're distributing because the need is so great. Um, and, and that, that's really it. it. It's, it's just knowledge and keeping them informed as to what we're doing and seeking their help. Mm-hmm. Essentially. Yes. 100%. So I want to go on to a different topic, sure. you know, which is relative uh, to what you guys do, because it's your it's one of your programs. But what I want to say is, uh, this is a, just a quick plug. Every month, I uh, this year in 2021, me, Tommy D and Philanthropy and Focus, I've decided to uh, sponsor a nonprofit organization as a member in the Queens Chamber of Commerce. Um, based on what you're telling me, the work you're doing in Queens, shout out to Tom Gratch, Brendan Levy, Queens Chamber, my people out there. Uh, let's go Mets. Um, so I want to talk to you. Well, let's just put it out here to the world. I want to sponsor um, uh, Allied Foundation in the month of May as a member. Now I'm getting emotional. As a member of the Queen's Chamber of Commerce, you and I will work out the details with a call Brendan Levy, the whole thing. Um, because, you know, what the Chamber does and the incredible work that they do to help educate, advocate, and network on behalf of both businesses and nonprofits in, in Queen's specifically um, could really, I think, be a boon for what you're doing. And I want to make that happen. So we'll talk offline. We'll make that happen. Um, it's, Thank you. Yeah, you're, you're very welcome. Uh, something I like to do. Um, I don't actually bring it up on the show, but so far, I, I, every month this year, I've sponsored one. Maybe next week, I'll tell you who they all are. But Heather, talk to me about the period poverty awareness situation that, that you're working on. So um, as we all know, this year has been really tough for a lot of families, um, low-income families, we've seen, you know, the the need um, in terms of diaper, we diaper need, we've seen the need in terms of food insecurity, basic needs. One of the other um, often unlooked um, initiatives is, um, and, and it's a reality, it's called period poverty. Families who are struggling financially um, as their children age and, and having women and young girls, um, they will get their their period and they will need access to period products every month. And for many of these families, um, that's another unmet need. There's a gap um, where there's no funding to allow families to utilize any um, support that they get from the government to purchase period products. Now, I will say in 2018, New York State mandated that elementary schools, middle schools, and high schools provide menstrual products in the school, also in jails and in homeless shelters. However, within the past year, we know that a lot of students haven't been in school full-time, meaning that they don't have access to these products. What do they do over the summer? And as pediatricians, you know, our our focus really is about health and well-being. So we know that it's important for, for women and, and young women to actually have access to these products. Um, it's really for their, for their health and well-being. So um, we really decided to tackle this head on. Uh, we are going to become a member of the Alliance for Period Supplies, which is a sister organization of the National Diaper Bank Network. Um, their founding sponsor is Kotex. Mm-hmm. And we are starting our initiative this May, at the end of May, which is Period Poverty Awareness Week, to really bring attention to the fact that there are people that cannot afford to purchase menstrual products for their young daughters or even for themselves. So we're aiming to um, dip our toe into the initiative to really try and make an impact and provide supplies free of charge. And we're actually partnering um, with a couple of organizations really off the bat to try and move this forward. So the, the first organization is, is a friend of yours, uh, Renee of Girls Inc. Long Island. She's been we're, on the show. We love G-I-L-I. We love Girls Inc. So t- go ahead. Tell me about so that. So we're working with Girls Inc. Um, on our initial rollout at the end of May. Um, Girls Inc. works with a lot of high schools and they work with a lot of Title I uh, schools, which are low income uh, towns and areas. And um, we here at the Allied Foundation are going to make period kits. They're going to be in uh, discrete drawstring bags and they're going to be filled with um, period products. And we are going to distribute them through Girls Inc. to get them to the girls who need them most. And we're going to support them throughout the summer. So this is going to carry them all throughout the summer so they won't have to worry about where they're going to get their period products. We are going to provide them. Thank you. That's awesome. And um, 
In addition to that, we're also going to be working with the Butterfly Effect Project, which are based out in Riverhead. Another, just similar to Girls Inc., they uplift girls and really help, you know, propel them to the next stage in their life and support them. And so we really felt like they are another organization that we wanted to reach out to to say, we want to help support your girls too, because we understand how important this is. So we're going to be uh, distributing period kits to them too throughout the whole entire summer. And that's sort of where we're starting. That's our starting point. Well, and listen, we're hoping that, to grow. Thank you for sharing that with me. And it is a starting point because here's the thing, gang, you're listening, you're out there. Are you on the board of an organization that can benefit from an alliance like this program with, with Heather and her organization? Um, I, I mean, I'm thinking of my my friends over at, at Serenian Associates. Shout out to Ken. By the way, the New York City Imagine Awards applications are out, nycimaginewards.com. Uh, to check it out, always reach out to me, Tommy D at Philanthropy and Focus, P-H-O-C-O-S.com. If you need help or have any questions, I guess if you need help or have any questions is a way that I would want to say those words, uh, reach out to me on that front. But, you know, they're Serenian Associates, obviously, Imagine Wards, but very involved with uh, school systems on the island. So you and I should talk about making a connection there uh, if we haven't done that already. Um, if, you have, if you run an organization or an association that would... Um, would benefit from an alliance with Allied Foundation in that regard for uh, its period poverty awareness week. Is it a week? Is it a, right? Yeah, it's a week. Okay. So it starts May 24th and goes till uh, May 30th. It actually culminates in uh, World Menstrual Hygiene Day. There you go. There you go. That so it's, a good, it's a good time to bring awareness to the issue and try and, and do something actively to make a difference and actually do it. Not just talk about it, but do it. And that's that's why I always refer to our organization as a four impact organization. Yeah. Um, I don't really like to say nonprofit because I think it was Simon Sinek who said, you're not nonprofit, you do make a profit, but everything is reinvested into the work that you do and the mission and those that you serve. So that's really our goal at the end of the day is to make the biggest impact possible and help as many people as possible. And thank you for doing that. And, and thank you for making that impact for impact versus nonprofit. Maybe there's a campaign right there, folks. Talk to me about it. Let's figure that out. And how do we change it? Because I'm tired of hat in hand, charity, please help me out. I want to know where incredible organizations making drastic impacts on the planet and the people on this planet and stop with the hat in hand nonsense and shenanigans. This is a big freaking deal with this sector does. And you know, I'm, I'm passionate about it. I'm fired up, man. I had a lot of caffeine this morning. <laughs> I'm not even going to give a shout out to the store. I bought the caffeine at, but they sell donuts and they sell coffee. And if they want to sponsor the show, by all means, I'll drink more coffee from your store. If you want to sponsor the show. Anyway, uh, we'll be back. We're way over. We'll be back. I want to bring this to a crescendo with Heather telling us what's the future of this organization and how you all can happen. How, huh? How you all can help. See you in two minutes. Heather's with me. Bye. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. That's right. That's me singing right there with Brendan. It's like a duet. Join me in the attic, please. Every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Where I will amplify and help amplify, I should say, because it's not about me, but I will help amplify the message of a separate nonprofit organization each week. And today it's Allied Foundation. Heather Edwards is here. If you've been with the program, then you know what we're talking about. If you haven't, then you need to go back and listen to what we've been talking about. But the point is 966,000 diapers. This organization has facilitated the donation and uh, movement logistically of those diapers in affiliation with 50 other organizations and associations. They are solving for a problem that unfortunately is is large and has a, a negative ripple effect uh, if they don't solve this problem. So I just think of things like that, Heather, like these these children and these families, the children get sick, the, ch- the child gets a rash because of this and maybe some sort of infection and it just, well, it exacerbates and it just goes further out when if we just gave them the freaking diapers, gang, then we'd be better off for that, right? So, so let's talk about this. I want to know where the organization goes into the future and how... Aside from, hey, Tommy, we like checks, we like little checks, we like big checks, obviously. But aside from that, how can my listeners make an impact and add value to the future of this organization? So um, really for us, we we stay focused. Um, We're not trying to go too far um, outside of what we know. Um, And really, that is to really consistently... Um, support families with diaper need by providing diapers free of charge, Um, even when and if we're keeping our fingers crossed that additional funding will appear um, in the form of um, legislation that really will help provide some government support for these families. But until that happens, and even when that happens, we're still going to be there to help fill that gap for families who run short. Um, that are struggling financially. Um, we've seen the impact already um, on the number of families that have been helped. And while we may not know every single one of their names, we know that we know the difference a diaper makes. And I think as we foray into period poverty and really addressing that and trying to make a difference to, to end that for families and also and for young women and advocating for legislation to help get support for young women. Um, we're going to continue to do that. And I think we will see the impact of that um, that will take place as we get more involved in that. Um, but as an organization, we are going to stay focused on the efforts that we are doing because we know that it's necessary. We know that it's health and well-being based, and we know that it makes a difference. So thank you for that. So I don't know if certain things just pop into my head as I'm listening in have and you don't have to we won't call them out by name but there are certain health systems on this island that maybe could potentially make an impact is there are there potential strategic alliances with these major hospital systems that maybe you guys could benefit from um definitely um we we do actually work with a couple of them on on various um initiatives um and we have received support from individual employees of of the organizations but the best way to get involved to help the allied foundation in terms of if you want to give monetarily of course alliedfoundation.org you can give monetarily we have a dollars for diaper campaign and all those funding funds are used specifically for the purchase of diapers But one thing that organizations can do is they can host a community diaper drive um, where they can collect diapers, brand new, um, is is preferred, especially uh, during the uh, COVID-19 impact. Um, But they can collect diapers and do a diaper drive. We just did one with the Girl Scouts of Jericho Syosset, where they collected over 6,000 diapers to support our efforts. And uh, we're hoping to work with the Girl Scouts on our period poverty project and really giving them opportunities for leadership, um, organizing period poverty drives, and also um, volunteer hours. We'd like to get back um, to having some volunteers in our organization. Uh, But as healthcare organization, we want to make sure everybody remains healthy and safe. 
That is first and foremost, which is why we've sort of limited, you know, the, the amount of people that we, that we interact with on a daily basis, just for everyone's health and well-being. You know, what comes to mind for me is I remember an email you sent me. So uh, what some of you folks might not know is we run my buddy Christine Desk and I, my partner in crime on that particular initiative. We run the nonprofit executive leadership roundtable, which I don't talk much about here on the show because I don't I have so much time. But um, we were supposed to be on site at, at your location in uh, March of, mm-hmm. of 2020. Yeah. And uh, I remember you saying you were like, Tommy, we're, we're a health organization and we you know, we can't have you here, but you hooked us up on Zoom. And it was like my, one of my initial like Zoom things, like I'd used Zoom before, but not to the fact that like I'm on it for 15 meetings a day now. But I remember that. And so, um, so it just reminded me that you guys are that, that sort of association that are that are in this space. Um, so by the way, since I'm talking about it, uh, this week, we got Ryan Harvinson, my buddy Harb, who's going to be, uh, it's, it's the fourth, Thursday of every month at 8.15 a.m. Eastern time, I bring together nonprofit leaders. Harb's going to be helping us with LinkedIn for nonprofit organizations. So if you sit on a board, if you are a nonprofit, if you are an executive leader of a nonprofit, plug in with me. You can always track me down, Tommy D, at Philanthropy and Focus, P-H-O-C-U-S.com. Um, Heather, really quick, we got to split this up. Where? Uh, give me the website one more time, how they can find you. Alliedfoundation.org alliedfoundation.org and you can always go through me if you have any trouble tracking it down so here's what we're going to do we're going to bring this show to a close heather it goes fast like that every single week so we'll have to figure out how to get back get you back here in the attic next week on the show jennifer singer from bright futures for youth we're leaving long island i actually got to fly all the way out to the west coast no i don't because i'm just going to be here in the attic but (laughs) jennifer will be here Thank you, Mach McDonald, my buddy, Coach Mach, for making that connection, for bringing me across the country and bringing our program across the country to organizations that are special to you. Following me here on the program, my buddy Steve Fry sure is getting his glasses. He's got his sunglasses, shining them up because here comes his show always Friday. Stay tuned on the network. After that, you have Jeremiah Foxy, Entrepreneurial Web, followed by Joseph McElroy with Wise Content Creates Well. Stay with us the small business nonprofit block here on talkradio.nyc. To get me, Tommy D.nyc on the Instagram. Yes, 43-year-old man on the Instagram. Big deal. Check me out on the Instagram. Email, you know it, Tommy D at philanthropyandfocus.com. Meet me here in the attic on the show every Friday morning. And then you can listen on, on the podcast platform, talkradio.nyc, on the Facebook, the whole thing. Heather, thank you so much for being here. Thank I you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Make it a great day, everybody. I'll see you later. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the Nonprofit Sector Connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. 
Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.